0: Welcome to Voice of the Parrot, I'm your host Shasta Ray, and I am joined in the new studio by Bug. Oh my gosh, he's sitting here, he's having some millet, and I just realized I'm really close to the furnace, which is running. I don't know what that's going to do for background noise. You may have to kind of bear with me, sometimes I can edit background noise out a little bit. And then further, I can hear through the house echoing Murray upstairs singing. And he's going nuts talking and running through his vocabulary and songs. So I don't know if that will come through or not. We'll see if it happens. Anyway, how has everyone been? I'm sorry I'm a little bit late getting this episode into your eardrums this week. It has been, oh my gosh, hustle bustle, hectic, crazy, not the norm, and all that sort of stuff. So I had a couple of runs I had to make to the Denver area to get my dinosaur computer upgraded I wasn't really able to work on any of my graphic stuff for the shops and the online stores. But on the day that I dropped off the computer, I was able to run by Mile High Parrot Supply and pick up a toy order that I'd put in and hang out for a little bit and see all their little baby birds they had and just chit-chat for a few minutes. I was not able to do a live stream. I just didn't have the time. I was kind of crunched, and it was kind of a giant dog day, and I'll get to that in just a little bit. But to follow up with that, I also mentioned last week that I had wanted to take Bug here, who is sitting here trying to get comfortable on his perch, and I wanted to take him to a holiday event at one of the local Colorado bird shelters, but we got dumped on with snow. Oh my goodness. So we never left the house, but we kind of hung out and we did some rearranging and cage cleaning and all sorts of stuff, so we've been kind of hanging out, spending time together It would have been so much fun to have at least taken one of my birds to have its picture taken to Santa, and I really think Bug was the obvious choice in that. So all the other budgies would have been nervous and flying all over the place and going crazy. They probably would have been scared of Santa Claus. Bug is just so chill. He just accepts pretty much everything in his surroundings at all times. He's wonderful. And it's so funny to me. I don't spend any time with this bird. I get him out of his cage in the morning. I talk to him. I carry him downstairs so he can play all day. And then I carry him upstairs. I talk to him all the way upstairs and put him to bed at night. And he rides around on my shoulder just naturally. He likes to ride on my shoulder. And if I decide to pick him up and stick him on my shoulder and walk around the house for a while and have a little companion, he seems happy to do that. And what's really amazing to me is this bird was never handled. He was not a pet. He was just a sales commodity. You know, he was a dollar to be made off somebody wanting a pet. And I had him finger tame in a matter of minutes. He was stepping up and he steps up like a champ every time. In fact, I went to give him a little neck scratch a couple days ago. And he was trying to reach his foot up to step up because I had my finger sticking out in front of him. So he's just the smart little man. I really like having him here. Oh, now he's going to start singing. You going to start singing? You want closer to the microphone, Bug Bug? All right. I got little Bug a little bit closer to the microphone now. We'll see if he. See, I, I still wouldn't call him entirely tame. He's tolerant, but I wouldn't call him necessarily tame. He knows that I'm not going to hurt him. He knows that I really like him. He knows I pamper him but he still just doesn't know what to think about that interaction with the human so much when there's other birds to hang out with. So hes I, I really appreciate his chill little attitude. He's so wonderful and so fun. And he's so poofy and just cute to look at. He's so different. So anyway, he's got a very, very sweet chirp. And then oh, here he goes with this super loud chirp. And I moved him closer to the mic. Maybe I'll move him back. You want to sit back a little bit? You got some volume going on, buddy. Now, with this podcast, I also said I wanted you to get the effect of what it was like to have a bird and think about it. Even the budgies can have a little bit of volume. And if they're happy and they're content, they will sing for a very long amount of time every day and make a lot of noise. When you have a a group of them, it's very noisy. If you have them in your television room and you're trying to talk on the telephone or watch TV or anything, you'll compete for volume, trust me. But I like it. Not everyone likes it. Some people think, oh, a small little bird. It's going to be very quiet and there's just one of them. And all the articles on the internet say that they're great for apartments. But be aware, if you have thin walls, people might be able to hear it. They are designed to have their voices carry outside in nature through wind and trees and leaves rustling and all the sounds that they have to compete with to be able to hear each other. And the bigger the bird, the more volume they have typically. So they start loud as tiny little birds. And then by the time you get to the big birds, boy, they can squawk really loud. So be aware of that. There are some that tend to be a little bit quieter by nature. And if you do want one that's a little more quiet by nature, I would suggest maybe a female cockatiel. Those tend to be Not quite as squawky and chirpy, and they don't talk or mimic so much. They just like to hang out with you, so they're pretty good companions. But at any rate, it's kind of nice to have him acting up and doing his budgy, noisy thing for you guys, and I'm not going to stifle him too much. So we did not make it to see Santa Claus. Bug, you can't do that. You don't know how to get back upstairs. So the big news this week is that this... Tomorrow is my birthday, and that will be the day that my new website goes live. So we have the Voice of the Parrot trio going on. We've got the headquarters at voiceoftheparrot.com. Then I've got a designated website just for the podcast, and that is voiceoftheparrot.show. And now we've got voiceoftheparrot.shop for your shopping pleasure. Oh my gosh. Now, if you go there, It's not going to have a whole lot because I have to construct everything and set up every item completely on its own. It's a totally different company and a totally different system, and so it will be a work in progress, but it has a lot of versatility. I'm looking forward to getting it all set up and my ongoing mission to keep working with it and uh, just having a shopping experience out there for people that love birds, so it will be more than just t-shirts and mugs. It will be a way to support the podcast all in one place in that it will allow me to offer memberships. So most of you are probably going to be familiar with Patreon. I'm finding I am not going to have time to record and edit and then put out a whole bunch of extra content enough to make Patreon worth it to people. But with this particular website, I can offer a Patreon-like membership, so it's like a way to support the podcast that you can get something different out of it. So we'll see how that goes. I got to see what kind of flexibility I have with it. But of course, if I offer memberships, I want the listener base and those that are supporting that effort to feel like they're getting real value for their money. So stay tuned on that. It's going to be fun. I'm very excited about it. I also mentioned that I've got my TikTok set up. I do not have videos on TikTok, but if you would go out there and find me and follow me, it's just Voice of the Parrot. I think the little thing with TikTok is at Voice of the Parrot and do a follow. If you do a follow, it's going to give you a heads up whenever I'm doing live streams and you'll get a notification that way. You'll also get notifications if I post a video. I'm not real big on TikTok yet, so I promise you it's not going to drive you nuts by any stretch of the imagination, but there is TikTok shop set up there. I'm trying to figure out kind of what to do with some live stream action. I'm not sure what to do with my live streams. I want to make it entertaining where I can maybe generate tips. A lot of people that stumble across you on TikTok are those that are just out there scrolling looking for entertainment. So let's see what I can figure out. If anyone has any ideas on what I might do for TikTok live stream that would be entertaining, fun, and something that could benefit the show in some way, I am all ears. Let me know. Voiceoftheparrot at gmail.com. Drop me a line. Alright, so we're about halfway through December, and I have not seen any new countries come through yet this month on the listener base, but I did notice that some of our listener base in the United States is expanding, so we have a new state listening in, and that is Idaho. Oh my goodness, welcome Idaho. I see you out there, and it is nice to have you as part of the listener base. Welcome. Welcome make sure you come back and join the fun often. Now, as part of my ongoing focus on easy dietary stuff for your feathered friends, I thought I'd mention a few things today to keep in mind for the holiday season to keep your birds safe. You know, sometimes with the hustle and bustle and everything, it's easy to put off the pet's no matter what the pets are. So let's just talk about a couple of things here that might make your pet's life a little bit easier while we go through the busy season with holidays and craziness and all that good stuff. So first off, of course, I recommend always keeping your birds out of the kitchen when you're cooking because sometimes they just get curious and they may go places you don't want them to go. They may poop on something you don't want them to poop on. That's not good when you're prepping food, right? And if you've got a dust bird and they floof up, you're going to get dust and stuff. You don't want that in the food. So that's the obvious. But then if you have a gas stove, you don't want them where there's going to be an open flame that can be dangerous, hot surfaces, or maybe where you have an ongoing sink full of soapy water because if they decide to jump into it, dish dish soap's not good for them. Bug, you are so loud. Oh my gosh, you're going to put everyone's ear out. up. So just keep them safe, keep them in a bird room, keep them in their cages when you've got to cook. They may not like it, but try to make it pleasant for them when they're in there. Give them special treats, special veggies that they don't get very often, whatever the case is. Give them some toys, keep them occupied, and then give them extra attention when you do let them out. So it makes it worth it for them. One thing that Murray did this past week that I thought was interesting and then Moose Moose did something a few weeks ago to kind of emphasize this, so let's go back to Moose Moose real quick. She is flapping around the house. She got flapping outside of the bird room. Once they flap outside of the bird room, they act like they really don't know what the heck is going on, and they don't know where to land, even though there's tons of things they could land on, including the floor, but She ended up landing on a cage that I had in another part of the house. It was just a little carry cage, but birds will recognize that wire structure as safety, right? Because their cages, you know, keep them safe. It's shelter. It has food in there. It has water in there. And they associate that with a safe place to be. So when I had Murray riding around on my shoulder the other day, and I was just kind of doing my thing in the kitchen, I went to get something out of the refrigerator and he took a good hard look in the refrigerator and the first thing he did is jump down on the wire rack that was the top refrigerator rack. And it got me thinking, gosh, an oven rack looks a lot like that. And both of those look essentially a lot like a a birdcage. So they could be kind of curious, why is there a birdcage in this weird structure? And, of course, you don't want them burning their little feeties or something. Even if they've never gone near the stove or anything, just make sure that you're not going to do something where their curiosity is going to kick in for the first time when it's dangerous. So keep them out of the kitchen and keep them safe. Next, if you have a lot of people coming over, you have family gatherings, friends coming over for the holidays, whatever's going on, make sure if you've got snacks and extra holiday goodies and stuff out, alcohol, coffee, caffeinated beverages, things of that nature. (laughs) You're going crazy. That you don't let your birds eat anything that's going to be detrimental to their health. Chocolate's not good for them. Watch, here again, watch the the alcoholic beverages, the caffeinated beverages, and lots and lots of people like to, I gotta go rescue the bird. And lots and lots of people like to make all kinds of cookies and goodies and sweets and treats and all kinds of stuff this time of year. And traditionally, I don't know about you guys, I've always come from places where you go and people have made cookies and pretzels and various treats. There's peanut butter in them. Okay, peanut butter goes great with chocolate, all sorts of stuff, and there's all kinds of treats with it. Well, now they are starting to make peanut butter with xylitol in it so that they can label it as sugar-free. And xylitol is very, very toxic to all animals. Birds like peanut butter. Sometimes we put peanut butter and bird seed on pine cones and hang it outside. Don't do that either. Just make sure that if you're buying peanut butter for any reason, just try to get 100% natural with no sugar added and make sure they don't put any xylitol in it. It begins with the letter X. Toxic to birds, toxic to dogs, toxic to cats. Kind of tells me, is it really good for us? I'm not sure. I don't know much about it. I just try not to take in too much in the way of artificial stuff. So anyway, be aware of that and steer clear of it when it comes to your animals, treats, and all sorts of goodies. You know, that sort of direction of things. Same goes for veggies. Make sure that they're eating safe foods stay away from the avocados that would be the guac dip they're not supposed to be eating onions or garlic and there's all kinds of food and festivities that are made with all sorts of stuff sometimes we think oh it's vegetables they can have it but there's some vegetables that just aren't good for our animals next (laughs) speaking of bugs sitting here being all cute and silly so the other night, I was getting ready to clean cages, and I I took in my home office garbage can that I had. I put waste paper and stuff in it, and I was going to use that to throw everything away. But I got distracted, and I walked out of the room. So when I got Bug, his wings were actually already clipped, and he, I don't know why. He didn't really need it. He's kind of like a rock with feathers, so <laughs> he's not really designed for flight, I don't think. But anyway... He was on the play gym, just kind of doing his birdie bird thing, but I was out of the room for about 10-15 minutes, and I came back in, and I heard this scratching and scurrying around, and I was like, what is that noise? And then I realized that he had taken a nosedive off of the play stand and landed in the waste paper basket and couldn't get out, because it's a tall one to begin with, and he can't fly. So, luckily... It was pretty much empty with just a little bit of paper in the bottom. It wasn't a big deal. But if you're wrapping presents and you've got something with a lot of waste paper scrap, it's tall, make sure that if you've got birds that are clipped, that they can't get into an area, garbage can or a box or something where they can't get out of and then you don't see them. Sometimes they sit there and they just kind of hunker down and they get quiet, right? They don't draw attention to themselves So just keep an eye on stuff and make sure that they can't get into some weird thing that they can't get out of and you don't find them until, you know, the trash has been taken out or you throw something in it and it hurts them or something like that. So I don't think that's a huge danger. I haven't heard of that a whole lot, but... Him taking that nosedive into the garbage can made me realize, you know, sometimes you have to be really careful, you know. And he wasn't making any noise. He just happened to move around in there and I heard the rustling of the paper on his toenails and stuff. So be careful with their pets and the things that you keep in their space. You know, you want them to be safe. Another holiday danger you want to be aware of is, of course, candles, the big controversy with birds My advice is don't burn candles if you have birds. Most candles are made with paraffin wax, and that's a petroleum product. It gets in the air. They have delicate respiratory systems, and it can hurt them. It might not that day. They're not going to drop dead, but over time, it can hurt them. And then especially perfumes and um, fragrances that they add to candles, that sort of thing, you do not want that in their atmosphere. On that same note, be very, 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 very careful with essential oils. They can be very sensitive in the same way to essential oils. If you have to use essential oils at all, one drop of lavender oil when you're maybe cleaning with vinegar water or something is okay. That one tends to be okay. But really, I would just stay away from anything with fragrance that can be in the air. And think of it this way, for us, the... Essential oils can be very healing, but one drop is a very, very concentrated medicine of sorts, right? It's a plant medicine. And these guys are very sensitive and they're very tiny. So what can affect us on a normal level would probably flip them upside down as far as the concentration goes. So be very mindful of that. If you're going to insist on using real candles, the only ones that I condone if you have birds are beeswax candles with no fragrance added to them and no perfuming added to them. And then make sure that, here again, your birds are safe. They're in a different room with the door shut or in their cages so they don't get curious and you end up getting one of them burned or a disaster happening. You just don't want to risk it. It is not worth it for a little bit of ambiance. What I have discovered is awesome and most of the time... You're just not going to see a big difference, honestly. I went out on Amazon and I got some battery-operated flameless candles that look like kind of taper candles in a container. And they make them very, very realistic. They make them look like they have a flame and they flicker and they move and they have an irregular pattern with the light, and they even come with a remote control and a timer on it so you can have them going. You can put something like that in the corners of your house on bookshelves, stuff like that. You have guests over. They're probably not going to know the difference. They're going to think it's a real candle. Guess what? You can reuse it over and over and over. You don't have to replace it either, and there's no risk of fire, obviously. So that's my personal preference, but this is the time of year that it just seems like we burn a lot more candles. We want that ambiance and it it goes with the season. It doesn't go with birds, so keep them first and foremost in your thoughts. Last is travel. Now, for this topic, I probably should have brought it up back in maybe August or July, (laughs) I guess, because birds are a very, very difficult animal to get a pet sitter for, And when you do find a pet sitter you want to make sure that you trust that person to take care of them properly and nothing's going to go awry with the situation and then you know if you have bigger birds or birds that are very one person you don't want that pet sitter to get bitten or anything like that so i know it can get very very challenging sometimes you can find maybe a pet rescue that also does boarding maybe some of you have family members or friends or friends in your same town that keep birds that you know are going to be very responsible with this. That's what I would consider, but sometimes you have to start planning this way in advance. If you've got flight tickets and you're going to be traveling across the US to go visit family, you don't want to wait till two days before your flight to realize that, oh gosh, you haven't taken care of the birds as far as a bird sitter goes and now you can't find anyone trustworthy to come in and check their water dishes a couple times a day, make sure they're getting food, make sure their food is changed a couple times a day, whatever your regimen is with them, oh my gosh, it is gonna be hard. You need to budget for this too. It is not gonna be cheap, (laughs) so. Last but not least, if you're gonna board your bird, make sure the facility is very reputable, And understand that there could be pathogens and disease anywhere. There could be a carrier that could affect your birds. You're always going to be at risk when you do stuff like that, no matter how clean they are, no matter how well they try to keep everyone separated. So see what the facility is. See if they'll show you where your bird will be housed, how it will be taken care of and then here again make sure you get on the schedule make sure you can get in don't make the assumption that just because you talked to them months ago and they say yeah just call us anytime that doesn't mean they're not going to be booked up during the holidays you may have to get on their list way in advance so get on people's calendars if you have travel coming up not just during the holidays that goes for if you have a vacation coming up in a few months make sure your birds are going to be provided for and taken care of Alright, I think that's all I got for you this week. Stay tuned for more reviews on dietary stuff, more information coming up on dietary stuff, and more adventures around the house with your flock. Oh my gosh. Have a great week everyone. I will be back in your eardrums next week, hopefully on time. And don't forget to check out all the new website action. That would be voiceoftheparrot.com, dot show, and dot shop. Have a good one. Bye-bye.